0: i know you're out there i know that you're
1: afraid you're afraid of us you're afraid of change i don't know the future i didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end i came here to tell you how it's going to begin i'm going to hang up this phone and then i'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see a world without rules and controls without borders or boundaries a world where anything is possible where we go from there is a choice i leave to you Connecting the dots of the Constitution for you like no one else can. The Chris Ann Hall Show. Love, listen what I say. She's an attorney, a disabled U.S. Army veteran, an author, public speaker, mother, pastor's wife, and a patriot. She's Chris Ann Hall.
0: Rise and shine, liberty loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K R I S -S A N N E H A L L dot com. Liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Your daily dose of news, the way it ought to be brought to you. Fact not fake, principle not party, constitution not. Not Agenda. So happy to be here with you on this beautiful Monday. I am here with my husband and co-host J.C. Hall. And today is Labor Day. And my husband enlightened me on a little bit of the history of Labor Day. So I thought we would start off by talking about some of the history of Labor Day so that we could be an educated people and understand. I mean, we have so much protest going on in America, right? People don't want to stand for the national anthem. They want to emit flags from movie scenes. You know, I just I'm thinking I'm thinking we should become more educated on the origin of our holidays.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The protest stuff is out of hand for sure.
0: So tell us about um, this Labor Day. It's it's actually a Marxist holiday.
1: Uh, no, well, that's maybe what's become. That's not really that's not really the origin of of it. I don't. I, I hear that. I've always heard that. That's well, not really the history.
0: Labor Day started as a public holiday to right. be celebrated on the first Monday of September. Beginning in the late 19th century, as the trade union and labor movement grew, the founder or so-called father of, Fa- of Labor Day is called P.J. His name is P.J. McGuire. Yeah. And he was the vice president of the American Federation of Labor. Right. And uh, according to McGuire, they wanted to have a... Uh, Labor Day to celebrate and to acknowledge the laboring classes. Uh-huh. I don't know; that sounds very socialist, proletariat kind of thing, right?
1: Yeah, but yeah, could be. I mean, maybe that's the push behind it. There was a big parade and in, in New York and all that, but it didn't it didn't catch on. No, until later.
0: Right. Well, uh, let's see. In uh, Labor Day was, like I said, officially recognized in uh, 1882, in and uh, but it wasn't. It didn't become a federal holiday until 1894. Uh, at that time, 30 U.S. states officially celebrated Labor Day. But what's interesting in this holiday is. Not necessarily when it became a federal holiday, but why it became a federal holiday.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing. So the, you know, the Marxist element of that—I that, mean, that was not people were not for socialism. They were not for Marxism, I and mean, that's right. not a popular thing, even even after the later uh, making it So that that it didn't really catch on in in that sense. So that's why I say I. So
0: we have twelve years after Maguire. Uh, holds the first Labor Day celebration, public celebration. The federal government under uh, which president?
1: Uh, Garfield.
0: Are you sh- Cleveland?
1: Cleveland. Excuse me, Cleveland. Yeah, Cleveland. 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 Grover Cleveland.
0: Grover Cleveland, Grover Cleveland uh, declares it a, ho- a federal holiday.
1: Well, and that's the interesting part, or the thing that I thought was interesting, because you have all the, you know, the, the, the Marxist element and like I said that that was not uh you know that didn't win over the people that's not popular people weren't for that but then because of something the government did yes then they picked it up so it it was if you really look at it closely um the promotion maybe inadvertently or whatever of of the Marxists so the Mm -hmm. spread of the Marxism let's say it that way um was because of government action.
0: And it's interesting because after learning this history, not just simply of the Labor Day, but of the federalization of Labor Day, it makes me think that Labor Day is actually more of a kind of a memorial day than it is a Labor Day based from a federal perspective. So this history is um, in... From May 11th to July 20th, 1894, there was a nationwide railroad strike in the United States called the Pullman Strike.
1: Yeah, because it originated in in the city, the town Pullman near Chicago, where uh, Pullman was. It was uh, the Ge- Pullman Company. Yeah, George Pullman made made the passenger cars on on the railroads, and he had a he had a town that. Uh, that they made and he had kind of strict rules you know mm-hmm. very uh very strict about what the people could do live there anyway but they were there it was a company town you know mm-hmm. was his employees. so um a a sort of downturn in the economy hit and he uh, uh th- let's see he lowered the lowered the uh wages right i think it was uh-huh. but, it, but then the rent that La- he laid off
0: workers and lowered, and lowered wages. The wages.
1: But then the rent that he demanded that they pay in his right. city, you know, that, that didn't go down. So the workers went on strike. Mm-hmm. And uh, he basically said, okay, I'll fire all of you and, and replace you. Well, they got the whole, you know, bargain chain going and all the other rail workers uh, went on strike in solidarity with these guys. Mm-hmm. And basically said, any train that has a Pullman car in it, we're not working on it. So you had a shutdown of the trains, you know, all over America. So the response, um, Cleveland, Grover Cleveland, uh, sent the troops. I mean, he's he basically, I, I mean, essentially labeled these guys domestic terrorists. You're, and and particularly the Ev Debs, who was the head of the union, uh-huh. that you know you were he's inciting um, <clears throat> unrest that would disrupt the American way of life, is what, what he was saying, undermining the American way of life. Well, and they sent out troops and yeah. ended up you know, basically firing on civilians. They killed 26 civilians, and E.V. Debs was thrown into prison. Well, before this time, apparently Debs had, I mean, he was not into Marxism or anything like that, but then after this, he it, the violence and the response of the government drove him to that. Uh, and and some others. So you almost had this sort of um, <clears throat> Marxist, uh, this boost f- of Marxism uh, in the union ranks mm-hmm. because of the violence uh, carried out by the federal government.
0: Well, well wha- uh, according to uh, a book about Eugene V. Debs uh, written in 1962? There was actually 30 strikers killed and 57 wounded in the federal attack on these striking, these protesting strikers. And what's interesting is uh, what Evie Debs said about the affecting or impacting the way of life is that the town of Pullman was uh, actually. Not operating un, as a representative government, but more of a uh, I, like an oligarch or, or almost like a monarchy. So what was happening was there was no uh, there was no representative government within the town of Pullman.
1: Yeah, that's, and that's what that's what they mean by company town.
0: Oh, okay. <clears throat>
1: I mean, essentially a private town. Right. Exactly. I mean, Pullman built everything. I mean, it was he he created the entire town. So no, it, it wasn't really um I, I, what, what would you call that? I mean, it's not a municipality in that sense. I yeah. Mean, it's like a private property, Pl- but it's a town.
0: Yeah, right. Uh so there it was, was a weird situation. Yeah. So what happened then is not only did he refuse to uh uh lower the rent but he also prohibited the workers from actually um, buying and owning their own houses. Yeah. So part of the, uh, I guess, paternalistic control, Mm -hmm. right? So you got one man. It's not like a monarchy, so it's not hereditary, but um, he was charging excessive water and gas rates, and... in requiring the workers to rent, Mm
1: -hmm. not
0: allowing. So pretty much making them indentured. So if you wanted to live in the town of Pullman, you you were permanently an indentured servant to the Pullman Company. And so that was part of the reason of the strike. Now what's interesting here is what we have is the federal government then uniting with a corporation right. who is uh, violating the property rights of the people and using government force to, uh, you know, it, that's a kind of a sticky wicket, isn't it? Private property rights when does he own the whole town?
1: Yeah, basically.
0: Well, I think that in that situation, then it would have to be something left to the people yeah, because it's not something that the federal government should be getting involved in, a private relationship like that. But now you have crony capitalism under Grover Cleveland. That's going to really chap some of our libertarians out there.
1: Well, I, I yeah, I think he's held up as libertarian because of the economic, you know, the gold and silver thing, and he has the executive order about the uh, silver, uh, this, whatever you call it, the purchase, the... Uh, Silver purchasing uh, act, where y- you know they Congress passed some law that you had to buy, you know, so many, so much silver compared to so much gold, and it was just a, a, an economic thing. Is why he's libertarian, which that's that's common. A lot of libertarians focus so much on the economy that they miss the liberty aspect.
0: And this is a statist aspect, actually.
1: Yeah. So welcome
0: back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. We are talking about the history of Labor Day. And it's not what you've been taught. I wonder how many it's people complex. have been it's taught. <laughs> it's a very complex issue.
1: Yeah, there are a lot of there are a lot of um there are a lot of pieces you mm-hmm. know, to a lot of moving parts to the history of it.
0: So we have thirty people dead, fifty-seven wounded. Because President Grover Cleveland ordered in the US Army to stop strikers yeah, go to work. and protesters go to
1: work or we'll kill you.
0: from protesting <laughs> their well but but this, it's not just that from protesting right the their living conditions from
1: their landlord. Isn't there some it's a
0: private corporation?
1: Isn't there some first amendment thing about that?
0: <laughs> well, but here's the thing. The, the protest between the people of Pullman and the corporate town of Pullman would not be a first amendment issue, right? So it wouldn't be well, something until that, until the, the government gov- until shows the up and government shoots shows you because you're protesting. Exactly. That's the first amendment thing. The government shows up and shoots you because you refuse to go to work.
1: Yeah. So obviously that, that was not a way to win friends and influence people. So then um, Cleveland later makes it a federal holiday uh, to gain favor with the workers.
0: And that's why I said it's kind of like a Memorial Day.
1: It because is it's like, in I'm memory of, that, yeah. the,
0: of those people, the 30 people who were killed and uh, the 57 who were wounded yeah, fighting for their, their you know, comfort yeah. of living. We're,
1: we're, it was kind of, we, we're sorry we shot you. How about a holiday? Okay, cool. Great. (laughs) A holiday that you've been
0: celebrating for 12 years anyway, on a state level. You know, it's national holidays. Somebody find that in the Constitution for me. Give me the article section and clause that allows the federal government to declare holidays for everyone. I, I wonder the true aspect of a federal holiday only affects federal employees. Just so we understand that, uh, corporations and private businesses voluntarily or not so go along with federal holidays. But federal holidays really only uh, legally impact federal employees Mm -hmm. like executive orders. Executive orders only legally impact employees of the executive branch.
1: Assumed authority
0: it's yeah it's assumed authority so we we have people who actually petition for federal holidays because they think then that will make it mandatory across the nation
1: yeah most, and that's simply not true and most holidays if you look into them have a more complicated history than sort of what the what the you know uh bland description here's why we do it
0: well you know y- y- we were mentioning the the marxist background and it's because of this government, Grover well, Cleveland's it was, it attack on the people. Yeah, so it
1: was there, right? Mm-hmm. This is why I say it's mm-hmm. co- complicated, moving parts. So it was there, right? But it was not. There's not something that really gained favor with the with the public mm-hmm. because the public was suspicious of mm-hmm. socialism and Marxism and this sort of thing. So. um the government actually, again, because of their actions. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is what we see. Often well, they times. actually
0: put Pullman or they actually put Debs in jail.
1: Yeah. They so, arrested him right. and held him in prison. So they gained sympathy. And then that's where he picked up, uh, you know, because you can imagine some people sort of speaking in, in Debs ear and kind of trying to woo him to this. Mm-hmm. And and you know, the, the story is he never this is not something that he ever uh, accepted. And so you can sort of picture, okay, see what we've been telling you? As he's sitting in jail, You, know, right. what, do you what do you think now? What do you think right? now? And so they almost made him a crusader.
0: So he launched in ni- in 1897 the Socialist Democracy of America, which is the forerunner of today's modern Democrat Party. Yeah. we got the Democrat Socialist Party, right? So right. I believe that Debs is probably the father of the modern Democratic Party movement.
1: Yeah, and you see a lot of the... How the communism then gets amplified within the union, you know, within union circles. And so many, You find so many people in the unions and the union realm with that mindset, with that ideology or something close to that.
0: Well, they not only today, brought uh, civil charges against the organizers of the strike, but they actually brought criminal charges against the organizers of the strike. And guess what? The Supreme Court issued an unanim- a unanimous decision against the organizers of the strike.
1: As again men tear up our Constitution, and from every direction,
0: we cry revolution. Standing together and without permission, soldiers for truth. The love of our country as our ammunition.
1: The Chris Ann Hall Show, she's Liberty's lobbyist.
0: Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. This is our our Labor Day edition, and we're talking about the history of Labor Day. And I, I always find it interesting uh, when we come across Supreme Court cases uh, where our norm, people who normally I would classify as judicial supremacists, those who normally go to the, the Supreme Court for everything, and then we have a Supreme Court opinion in this case that actually goes against liberty, and against Constitution in favor of big government.
1: Yeah, but what's the trick there, right? What's the technique? I mean, This is the thing when I always look at these events. The one thing that stands out to me is there's nothing new under the sun, right? Right. It hasn't changed because what what happens in this case? Well, you label them Marxist and then it's okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah, If you said I mean, I imagine right now there are people out there listening to this show and already would have that in their mind. Well, oh, Chris, what are you saying? And ha- how will you go against the Supreme Court decision? They were just ruling against the Marxist. So you put that label on them, and it just all the principles go out the window, and you can do whatever you want. So I see the same stuff. You see the division. You see um, the federal government inserting itself, and because of its actions, actually creating more problems. Right, un- unraveling the foundation. So that's what you see over and over. Again. You see it today. In the in in the politics in all the stuff going on, they'll create some crisis, create a boogeyman, insert division. And so we have people are are uh, even more divided today, Mm -hmm. more animosity, more chaos, more unrest. And you look back and the federal government is claiming on out of one side of their mouth, to you know, we got to stop this and we got to fix this. And then they're actually making it worse.
0: Well, it's, what's interesting is that, uh, you know, all of this is happening in Chicago. So all of this is in the Chicago area. And uh, the irony of it all as to what Chicago becomes, you know, so what we have is another situation where we say bad facts make bad law. So uh, the Cleveland administration appointed a national commission to study the cause of this strike once again expanding the power of the federal government. There's no constitutional associate, or, or authorization for this. And they, they blamed uh, Pullman's run of the town and uh, called him un-American. So the Illinois Supreme Court in 1898 forced the Pullman Company to turn over their land to the government, and the land was annexed to chicago so what you have are two wrongs making even a bigger wrong you've got the federal government coming along being involved in a civil situation where they should have never been involved in the meantime advocating the theft of property from 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 pullman and and the owners of this land turning it over to the government that's like facilitating
1: theft and that's what i That's why I take away from this history, the history of Labor Day, just a hodgepodge of bad actions, bad decisions and bad precedent. Yeah. Great example of how it's still working today.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And once again, what do you got? Nothing new under the sun. And what's what I think is, is is once again, it's that quote all the time. Uh, That that keeps popping up lately. I guess that's what happens when you live in a statist environment. You have the uh, my Thomas Paine quote, the avidity to punish. So what you've got is you've developed a bad guy right? Then you call the government in to fix the bad guy, even though the federal government has no authority to fix the bad guy. You expand federal power, and then the irony is it comes back to bite you later. Yeah. So we actually created a socialist, a very strong socialist movement, which has become very consolidated in Chicago because the uh, people who would have been considered conservative under the Cleveland administration were trying to stop the socialists from being socialists.
1: And you see how it swung, you know, when Cleveland is there, you know, sending the troops and uh, on behalf of the the corporate uh, railway magnate, whatever, Mm -hmm. and then the troops shoot people, people get killed, and now it swings the other direction. I mean, before it's... Debs was the bad guy. He's the evil guy. He's the he's the socialist. Then it then it goes back. Oh, Pullman was wrong. He's the bad guy. So you have this wild swing and inconsistency um, because it's not a you know, it's not a thoughtful, principled approach to what you're doing.
0: Right. And so that's that's what we we are. All, you know, that's why we're liberty over security, principle over party and truth over personality, because we're trying to explain unless unless we as a people maintain a liberty first perspective, the the punishment, the rule of law that we order today, justify today based right. on our political terms or our own ideologies will become the oppressions of tomorrow. I just want to remind us what, what Thomas Paine said. He said, an avidity to punish is always dangerous to liberty. It leads men to stretch, to misinterpret, and to misapply even the best laws. He that would make his own liberty secure must guard even his enemy from oppression, for if he violates his duty, he establishes a precedent that will reach unto himself. And so you have the birth of this—I uh, don't know if you could say the birth, because obviously socialism's been around a long time, but you actually have the strengthening of the ideology of socialism because of bad government activity.
1: Yeah, you have the provocateurs and agitators, you know, subversives, uh, basically out there trying to push their agenda and really failing in in a sense. Now, again, it ties into you also had— uh, just the horrible conditions. You have greed.
0: Right. Right. Which right. is not
1: Give corporate. Right. Uh,
0: which is not capitalism. Right. So we always run around as a people, the, the millennials in the generation today that are so against capitalism, always trying to explain to them, no, no, there's a difference between capitalism and corporate greed. Yeah. You're angry at corporate greed. We should all be angry at corporate greed. But that is not the definition of capitalism.
1: Yeah. And you're not talking about greed because you'll hear uh Ayn Rand and some libertarian philosophy about greed we're not talking about greed as some sort of sanitized definition we're talking mm-hmm. about you know unethical immoral, truth, immoral pursuit right uh, regardless of how it harms others that's right. when that's when you're violating Lit the principles of liberty not right. greed in the sense of everybody operates on the greed in the sense that they want to serve their own interests. your your interest in self-preservation you're interested in improving yourself and gaining wow is that uh, the
0: definition of greed now it,
1: well i mean in a very sanitized way and that's what sort of when you get in these discussion that's trotted out as well everybody operates on greed well yeah when you if in that sense that's true right yeah. because obviously you don't want to you're not into self-harm. You're not in destroying yourself, right? You want the things that you want that would improve you, elevate you, that you could consume, that you desire, whatever. But we're talking about uh, this sense of the pursuit of wealth and power without right. any moral restraint or concern how it may harm another or that you want to take advantage of someone else and their labor and, and, not, um, and not pay them what their labor is worth. Right. Market wise. Right. So you had you had these guys making situations um, where they did not practice an ethical capitalism. Okay, And that gave impetus for then the uh, subversives to come in and say, hey, look, your boss is a bad guy. The conditions are terrible. You're not being treated fairly. So you should reject the idea of capitalism and then take up socialism. So that's the thing when these bad actions and bad actors um give a platform mm-hmm. to to the people to come in the saboteurs the provocateurs the the subversive um f- philosophy and and so the same same thing was you had all of these ingredients uh that help propel the spread of the socialist platform within the union within uh the the realm of the workers and so then you sort of add more fuel to the fire when Cleveland calls out the troops and then they mow people down and so, you know, gives them more of a platform. Mm -hmm. Same same thing.
0: Well, I think as a society as well, we forget that liberty and freedom are not the same thing. Uh, Corporate greed is is pure freedom, right? The way we're talking about, the freedom to do whatever you want regardless of how it hurts other people. I think... uh, but Starting at an elementary level, we ought to be teaching Americans that liberty is actually a freedom in combination with, with morality, the understanding, yeah, I'm free to do whatever I want, but there are things that I should not want to do that I should not do at all, at all because uh, they hurt other people.
1: Yeah, and you should... Because they're wrong. And we need to explain history in context like we try mm-hmm. to do. Based on those principles, this is wrong because of this. This is right because of this, and and you have to go with principles. So when you fall into that trap of tribalism mm-hmm. and will excuse wrong behavior on the behalf of, of the government, wrong decisions because oh well they're the other, they're mm-hmm. the other guy. Oh well those were those were socialists, so therefore it's okay to, to shut them to, down. To shut them down. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that again gives more fuel to the fire. That gives more of a platform to the subversive to come in and say, see, they don't, they don't respect freedom. They don't do this. So you can point to these things. Um, it's the same technique, right? It's the same technique. I mean, that's how Democrat party still recruits voters. That same thing. Look how bad America is. Look at these bad things. And so they point to these things, um, and, and distort it, right? Because we don't teach the history and context. So they'll distort a happening or, or point to a bad happening and, because the people don't understand the principle, they're not settled in their principles. Then they say, "Oh, so you should you should join us. You should mm-hmm. go us. You should believe what uh, go with us. Believe what we believe and 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 help us." So if
0: Americans want to know why there's such a distaste and sometimes in the minds of other people disgust towards America, just simply look at the way we have cultivated the concept of America in the minds of Americans. Mm-hmm. We have failed to teach liberty. We have failed to teach accurate history, which gives place to the provocateurs exactly. to fill the gaps. Yep. I mean, right now, um, we, uh, there's going to be a new movie out about Neil Armstrong. It's called The First Man. And the movie, uh, the, the producers and the directors of the movie have decided they're going to omit the scene where uh, the American flag is planted on the moon Mm -hmm. because, you know...
1: Because it's the flag.
0: It's the flag. The American flag. The American flag. And it's offensive. And when we come back after the break, I'm going to tell you what Ryan Gosling said in defense of this.
1: Chris Ann Hall Show. She's Liberty's lobbyist.
0: Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. This is Chris Ann Hall. I'm here with my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall. And uh, we are coming up on Constitution Week. And, J.C., we have an amazing deal for Constitution Week. You know, we have our, um, our wonderful Constitution Week DVD that outlines uh, six courses, beginning with the origin of the Constitution, the preamble of the Constitution, the, presi- the powers of the president, the legislature, the judiciary, the Article VI Clause, uh, uh, supremacy clause. And what we do is uh, we have sweetened the deal you get to download two files with your purchase of the seat of the DVD for Constitution Week, one class for every single day that allows you to play this in the classroom, in the home, to teach the Constitution the way it's supposed to be taught. In addition to the DVD, you get two audio files to download. A class, uh, the, the audio files of the DVD and a special Star-Spangled Banner uh, edition of the Chris Ann Hall radio show. And this is just available for the month of September in celebration of Constitution Week for 1997. You go to SovereignDuty.com for that, or just go to Facebook or go to the website ChrisAnnHall.com, and we will teach you how to find this. This should be in every classroom, should it not? Absolutely. It should be in every home. I don't see why. Uh, let me ask you, as a former pastor, is there any reason why these courses could not be taught in Sunday school every Sunday for the, the month of September? I think they should be. So there's no reason why people shouldn't go buy two or three of these. Mm-hmm. Share them. We've got to get this out. It's time for us to teach the Constitution, to under to undo what we've been talking about this whole last hour. We right. have failed to teach the truth which leaves a void. Yeah. It leaves a void. And so it's now. what makes
1: people susceptible to, you know, to be recruited and, and follow this nonsense. You, I mean, you want to know how they're able to use racism, mm-hmm. you know, and, and slavery because we have a bunch of ignorant people who have not been educated on the truth. Right. And so they're able to come in. So uh, th- when we're not educated on the truth, then it makes you susceptible to this manipulation when we allow and support. Um, bad action on mm-hmm. behalf of the government, mm-hmm. then it allows people to be manipulated uh, by these things. So, I mean, these the, there's a, this is the recruiting platform of the progressives, the Democrat Party today, uh, and the only uh, or one of the primary ways you combat this is to get people uh, educated, saturated with the truth, with the right principles, get them settled in first principles
0: so what we have is a void of uh, a void created by lack of education on principles and now we get people
1: like ryan gosling
0: we got people like ryan gosling who's a canadian by the way yeah he's not an american and he tells business insider in an interview i think this was widely meaning the landing on the moon he says i think the landing on the moon was widely regarded in the end as a human achievement and that's how we chose to view it he said, I don't think Neil Armstrong viewed himself as an American hero. Only this is this is this is this hatred of America. Well, it's becoming it's becoming ludicrous.
1: It was a human achievement. It was but it was also an American achievement, and he was an American hero. This was funded by the American taxpayers, as you as you said in mm-hmm. your post, this is not a this was not a UN mission.
0: No, it wasn't. It was our money that paid for this, so I, hence the American flag being planted as a, a, a thank you to the American people for funding this. Right.
1: And so just another example, uh, these people going out of their way to either put America down or apologize. Uh, meanwhile know, like, like holding their Obama. hand out
0: yeah. f- for 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 us to hand them things you know I me. Mean? how do, how is it that you can keep talking down america at the same time holding your hand out expecting uh to receive something from us
1: well i love how you said is ryan gosling gonna gonna forego putting his name in the credits yeah in the movie right yeah
0: because it was a there was, was a group, group a group effort yes. to make this movie it's Look, a human achievement uh, you know <laughs> We are not the slaves of the world, and we are not here to be in the world's beck and call for their their indentured service. We are hardworking, kind, sovereign people. And I think it's about, the world needs to be on notice that our patience with their expectations are growing. God bless you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. When my days are through.